Today I'm talking about how to start the year off right so that you are set up for success in your business finances. It's so important to do things right from the beginning of the year. It just makes everything so much easier. So I'm going to give you five tips today so that you can make sure and do that and just really get the year off on the right foot. So let's get to it. Hey friend, welcome to the Small Business Finance Podcast. Do you want confidence and clarity with your business finances? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for tax deductions, how to track your business finances, or for QuickBooks tips? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals, but you end up feeling confused and frustrated because accounting and tax is really foreign? Hi, I'm Tiffany. I've heard this so many times from clients who used to feel this way. They felt overwhelmed about what to do with their numbers and wish that they could stop the financial madness. They want a clarity and the ability to grasp the financial basics, know who to call, when they had a question and to stop worrying about owing money to the IRS, but they thought they weren't good with numbers and the overwhelm kept them stuck without any solid financial plan until they realized that business systems are the ticket to gaining financial confidence. In this podcast, you will learn step-by-step systems, easy to understand financial tips and mindset transformation so that you will gain financial confidence as an entrepreneur. Dust off your spreadsheet, warm up your coffee and let's get going. It's easy to put things off and to procrastinate and assume that you'll get to it later. And I find, especially when it comes to your business finances, it's easy to do that when you're maybe a solopreneur or a mompreneur, or you might have one or two employees, but you're still doing a lot of the things in your business. If that is you, my guess is that you wear so many hats that it's really difficult to get to things like your business finances. And I want to challenge you as we start 2024 to nip that in the bud. (laughs) I want you to start the year off so that when it comes to the end of the year, you are in a much better position, a much more powerful position to get your taxes done timely, to make decisions throughout the year on your business so that you can grow and get to those goals and achieve those things that you want to for the year. I feel like when you start a new year, Everyone's talking about New Year's resolutions. I personally don't do New Year's resolutions. I don't feel that they are like so many people. I forget what the statistic is, but so many people don't keep them because they're aggressive or really bold resolutions. And maybe someone comes out and says, I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year or something. I'm going to, I'm going to quit smoking immediately and I'm never going to smoke again. And both of those things are admirable goals. That's really great from a health perspective. Maybe you're you wanting to double your revenue this year. Those are really great things, but it feels so much more difficult to go from zero to 100 miles an hour. Whereas easing into those things, I think, is a lot easier. And um, typically, when you hear someone talking about managing goals, it is recommended to make them smaller. So in the example of losing 50 pounds, maybe the goal is I want to lose 10 pounds by the end of March. In the first quarter, I'd like to lose 10 pounds. That feels so much more doable than saying I'm losing 50 pounds this year. It's an easier goal to attain because it's easier to know what to do to go from zero to 10 pounds lost. If you are wanting to double your revenue goals this year, let's say last year you had 100,000 in revenue, this year you wanna make 200,000 in revenue. And so your goal is each month this year, I wanna make, what would that end up being? About 8,000 in additional revenue this year. 
every month. That's a lot easier than looking at 100,000 for the whole year. It makes it easier to look at and say, if I'm gonna make eight, eight more thousand dollars this month, what do I need to do to make 8,000? I may need to run some Facebook ads. I may need to uh, process. I may need to update my landing page. I may need to add another service. There's a bunch of different things that it could be. So you're able to drill down into that and just make it a lot easier. And so when you have really good finances, you are able to look at those things, see where you're at, make real life choices, decisions, impact in your business to make those small course corrections. A small course correction is just a lot easier than having to completely do a 180. I think everyone would agree with that. And so there are five things that you need to do in order to establish good habits in the beginning of the year with your business finances so that you can make those small course corrections. So the first one, you need to separate your personal expenses from the business expenses. If you have not done that already, then please do it for the love because it just makes everything so much better. Number one, if you ever get into an audit with the IRS, if you've got a bunch of personal and business stuff mixed, maybe you're using your personal bank account for everything. I see this a lot in either smaller businesses, side hustles, things like that, or in new business owners. So if that is you and you still have not separated those things two out, immediately go get you a business bank account, start through your FRI with the personal and your personal account, your business and the business account. I just did an episode, I believe it was episode 65 or 66. I'll link it in the show notes. Talk about how to get money out of your business. So if you are new to business, then you will want to listen to that episode again. Link in the show notes so that you know how to get money out when you separate it. I think that's one of the reasons why so many business owners keep them together in the same account is they just don't know how to get money out of their business. So go listen to that because it's going to help significantly from an audit perspective. It's going to help you know what's business and what's personal. And then if you have an LLC, which you should, then it is also going to make sure that you don't commingle and do what they call pierce the corporate veil. And that basically means that you are not creating separation between the personal and the business. And if you're ever sued, a lawyer will try to argue that you've pierced the corporate veil so that they can come after your personal assets, which is not what you want. So the second thing that you need to do to establish healthy habits in 2024 for your business finances is to establish a system to track all of your finances. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you're not a very big business, then you will want to just use a spreadsheet to track your finances. You really don't need a system until you get at least over $100,000 in revenue every year. Could be more than that. Maybe even upwards of 200000 Depends really on the number of transactions. And you'll know as you are growing when it just becomes unmanageable to use Excel. But I would start with using an Excel spreadsheet. I actually offer one. You can go to the link in the show notes or go to ultimatebookkeepingguide.com and grab one. Super easy, super straightforward. I recently launched this tool and the feedback that I've been getting is that they love it. Everyone that I know that has used my new Ultimate Book Bookkeeping tool is loving the fact that it's super easy. I share 
videos and do a screen share to show you exactly how to use the tool. It is hands down the easiest thing is actually what we use internally to help clients that don't need a bookkeeping system because a lot of people are that way. A lot of business owners really don't need QuickBooks. So if that's you, go grab it, ultimatebookkeepingguide.com, link in the show notes. If you do need a bookkeeping system, if there's just too many transactions, then you can use something like QuickBooks Online. And that is what I prefer over QuickBooks Desktop. The cost between the two honestly has gotten to where Desktop used to be a lot cheaper because you can use it for a lot longer. They've really changed the way that they do things. And so QuickBooks Online is going to be better. It's a cloud-based service. You don't have to worry about backing it up. But I will say, be very careful because it's easy to mess those things up. So have your accountant or tax preparer just take a look at those things, at least on an annual basis to make sure everything looks good. But honestly, it needs probably be more like quarterly. If you don't have the funds to pay someone to do it for you, have them at least take a look at it once a quarter to give you the green light, make sure that your reconciliations are done appropriately, that things are coded in the right accounts, that just everything is set up appropriately. The third thing that you need to do is you really need to be tracking your receipts and your invoices. It is super important when it comes to an audit that you have backup. The IRS says that you can have digital copies of receipts and invoices so long as it is the exact copy of what it was on paper. So you can scan those. You can use an app like Dex. It used to be called Receipt Bank. You can also, if you use QuickBooks, you can use the mobile app to take pictures and attach copies of your receipts and invoices to the transaction itself. Dex does this also. It integrates with QuickBooks Online if you are using that. Alternatively, if you are using a spreadsheet, then you can still put it in Dex and then it archives those transactions for you so that you have it if you ever need them. But you need to track your receipts and your invoices. If you want to do old school and take a picture from your phone and then just put that in a folder, then that is also an option so long as you have it. Under audit, having just a picture of it is going to be really difficult to find what you need. So I don't know that I would recommend that, but if you don't have a lot of transactions, that might be the easiest way to do it. And frankly, I think the path of least resistance is typically going to be the easiest in this regard. And then you can always modify and do better as you grow. The point is just to do something. You need to have some sort of method to make sure that you have copies of all your receipts and your invoices. The fourth thing that you need to do to make sure that you are setting yourself up financially in your business for a good year is to establish a monthly close process. You need to be reconciling your bank account every month, reconciling your credit cards, making sure that the transactions hitting those accounts are appropriate, that there's no fraud going on. Uh, It could even be that you've got a subscription to a software you're not using anymore. If you're not looking at those transactions, you have no idea. So you could have costs going out the door that shouldn't be because you don't even need that software anymore. Or maybe you don't need that plan anymore. You look at your phone bill, you're like, why does it cost so much? This is crazy. I actually have this happen to me recently. We use Zoom for our uh, video sales calls. So any sales calls that we have are on video. We use Zoom. We use Zoom for our phone system as well, and it's great. We've used it for a number of years. But recently, I was looking at my Zoom bill, and I'm thinking, why does this cost so much? This should not be this much. This is crazy. As I dug into it, I had, for some reason, I have no idea how this happened, 
I had a couple of subscriptions to it, or I guess users in there that didn't, like they weren't even assigned to users, I guess licenses that weren't assigned to users is the appropriate way to say that. So I went in and updated my subscription and I think I ended up saving like 50 or $75 a month on my Zoom subscription because I just, I had licenses that I didn't need. And I had not looked at it in uh, probably longer than I care to admit, to be honest with you, but I took the opportunity to go in and look at the subscription and I realized that it needed to be modified. The only way you're going to do that is if you're really paying attention um, every month. And the last thing that I will tell you is that you need to be reviewing your numbers monthly. So once you go through the close process, you review all the transactions, you reconcile them, you put them in the right account, you either use the spreadsheet or you use QuickBooks or some other software, you do all the things. Number five, you've got to review the numbers. You've got to look at them. Did you make the revenue that you wanted to make? Did you make the profit that you wanted to make? Are those numbers correct? Does it look okay? Do you need to make some adjustments moving forward? Maybe your profit was 10,000 this month, but you actually need more than that because you need more personally. You need to be able to pull off that cash and use it personally. So you need to work on improving that this current month to make more money. So in order to make more money, you've got to maybe create more sales calls. So you need to up your marketing spend to generate those leads, generate those sales calls to get them on your calendar so that you can close more or whatever it is that you don't know the changes to make unless you can look at your numbers and then make intelligent decisions based on those numbers. And if you aren't really sure what you're looking at, if you have no idea in looking at your profit and loss or your income statement or your balance sheet, maybe I'm saying things that are really foreign to you, you don't know what that means, then you need to get with your accountant, with your CPA, your tax preparer, and ask them to help you. Maybe you have to spend an hour with them on the phone. Maybe you need to pay them for that hour, whatever it is. You need to start learning what these statements mean so that you can educate yourself so that you can make good choices in your business. I have said it before and I'll say it again. It is probably the number one thing that you can do in your business that will reap rewards is understanding your finances and what they mean. And if you don't start making that change today, I feel like if you are on this, listening to this podcast, you are doing so because you want to learn. So schedule the call with your CPA or accountant and ask them to tell you when you look at my profit and loss, what does this tell you? What does it mean? Can you walk me through this? And a good accountant will do that and they'll do it in a way where you can understand. And that is going to reap a lot of rewards in your business in 2024 if you do these five things. So I hope this has been really helpful to you. It is for sure something that I feel like most of you will need that roadmap, if you will, to just start the year off right. So I hope it's been great. If it has been, please leave me a review in Apple Podcasts. A five-star review really helps other people get the word out, trains the algorithm to push it out to more people so that um, more people can really get rid of the overwhelm in their business finances. I think that finances and business are just, it's way more complicated than it should be. The IRS doesn't help with that, frankly, but I'm not getting into that. <laughs> I'm not going to chase that rabbit at this point, but give me a five-star review. Share this with a friend or a fellow business owner that you feel like maybe needs to start their 2024 off on the right fit as well. And with that, thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me, and I cannot wait until next time.